It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan, a 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joey Madore and Brad Walker on this 14th day of January, 6.06 on the clock and 45 degrees and clear outside here in southeast Ohio. Again, the sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. And you know what? You know, it's been a while since we've had a, at least for me, I think you guys had a full sports fan on Tuesday. It's been a while since I've been an hour straight on the radio for sports talk. I've had the Bulldogs, and we've had some good times with the Bulldogs. It was a loss the last time out. Uh, but it's good to be back on the sports fans with you guys. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been taking a hiatus for like the last month. Although to be fair, there hasn't been that many shows because uh, there's so much other basketball stuff we going had, on. Yeah, we had OSU. We had you know the championship game on Monday where it was what 30 minutes of uh, Joey and I going back and forth a little bit, and I said no, Field should not go to the Jets. Um, uh-huh. You know, been a while since we had Brad on the sports fan, but of course he's the voice over I was on the on game the of the week. On Tuesday. Were you on Tuesday? I was. All right, see, that's how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Brad was over here on Tuesday, I guess, and, uh, you know, always doing the game of the week. But you won't be doing the game of the week this no, week. No, unfortunately I will not. No, I'm kind of sad about it. It's going to be a good good game tomorrow. Right, and it should have been, you know, there was some cancellations around in the area, uh, some postponements, you know, you got to quarantine. And, again, as I've said always, you know, health and safety above all else. Uh, but Nelsonville, York, and uh, federal hawking or quarantining for about two weeks. So they will be off for a while. Uh, but we still have Alexander. We still have uh, you know, Athens. And we still have Trimble to go. And that just so happens to be the three teams that we'll see this weekend with the Bulldogs. Oh, and, who's, uh, what game wait, are we doing wait. tomorrow then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys aren't doing a game. What? Oh. Did I breaking not news. Oh my breaking news out of the studios I of was, 970 WATH. I was prepping for the what? Le- oh, I, I, <laughs> I thought Troy or I had told you. I mean, I've been, to be fair, I've been, like, knowing I wasn't going to do any games this weekend because I'm going with the team to Central Michigan. That's, that's a heartbreaker. Joey, that's, that's a couple hours you're not getting back. This, this, is, this was my time. I was on the play-by-play. I know you were. I, I mean, this, if you want the next play-by-play, maybe Brad will share because you got the, the yeah, uh, Brad, he, women's team. Brad's well, got the seniority. He can do whatever he wants to do. But, I, I don't that's a heart, That was going to be an awesome game, man. Yeah. Two, I mean, those are two, I mean by, they are far and away the two best teams in the conference this year. So, ah, that, so, yeah, that, so right, no so, game tomorrow. That's, that's no a, game of the week tomorrow. No we ga- still have Athens and right. Alexander. Well, so, be, so can we do a sports fan then? Yeah. If you want to do it. Sports fan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you still got the sports fan. Uh, but, I mean, again, there will, be not, there will not be a game tomorrow on FM. We'll have the Athens game right here on AM. And we're changing up a little bit, too, because we had thought, you know, Brad's taking the trip up to Central Michigan Ooh. and doing the game. Ooh. Uh Troy Bolin was going to go with Joey and call the uh, Fed Hawk and Trimble game. And then mm-hmm. uh, we were taking Heath from his public address announcing duties and putting him on the broadcast for the Athens Alexander since it's away at Alexander. So now you're getting Troy for. Uh, no, for Heath's, the game. Gonna, Heath's still, still going to have Heath. the game. Oh, okay, that should be a good yeah. call then. Heath, Heath uh, oh, what do you mean? Still going to be a, should be a good call. I mean, Heath does a good job. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. I thought you were making a move at, uh, at Troy. And. and <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just shocked that I didn't have no idea about this. Me, Fet, so Fedhawk has, has COVID problems? 
Yeah, so federal home, it, it's updated on the Didn't website. Didn't they argue, like, quarantine for, like, 14 days? But what, said, what they already took, like, two weeks off, of, like, at the end of the like December. at least three months of antibodies. Things change, right? And I'm not sure why or what happened during the time. But if I pull up the sports schedule now and you can pull up... Uh, you should have seen how home. me and Brad looked at each other when you said that. We were just like... <laughs> Isn't I, there? I had thought game? I told you that. I, I that's my bad. I I didn't tell you that at the beginning. That's what I thought most of the show was going to be was a little uh, prep or pregame for a preview for the game tomorrow. Yeah, I had some nuggets ready to drop. Uh, well, I'm. So I'll, I'll just storm away, I guess, until uh, <laughs> next time. the next time that you can get the <laughs> call. Try. Make sure you get the call. <laughs> yeah, next time you get the call, make sure you get the call. Uh, Fedhawk started off on the first of December against Morgan. And then, yeah, on the website, show it's right here. Greenfield McLean postponed, Eastern postponed, South Gallia postponed, as well as Trimble and Southern. So all those games are postponed for federal hawking. And, of course, we'll update you when we know when those games will take place. On the other side, uh, Nelsonville, York also. Wellston, that game was postponed on the 8th. Another postponement for the 13th. But uh, on the 19th, uh, Nelsonville, York is looking to get back out onto the hardwood on the 19th at Belpre. Uh, so you can at least look out for that game potentially. What is that next Tuesday, I believe? Because uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is on uh, is on Monday. Yep. Yeah. So you got the uh, you got the nineteenth. If the Bobcats don't have the, I think the Bobcats are going to have a, another game on Tuesday. I think they have Tuesday throughout the rest of the, the year. The game of the week's getting a shaft this year. <laughs> well, it is more to the name game of the week. And then once we get into the postseason play, you know, I mean, we'll be firing games off whenever they are. Uh, but still. You know, that's at least what the schedule looks like for now. Broadcast-wise, you got Athens at Alexander tomorrow with myself and Heath. Then you've got the game on Saturday. Uh, that game will be a game of the week, and that will be on Power 105. But you've got the Ravens, uh, so we'll be, uh, you know, Troy's calling that one with me. And then, uh, then we'll look forward to next Tuesday. And Athens next Tuesday will have Wellston. Am I still getting shipped to River Valley whenever that game is for Athens? <laughs> Were you listening to the end of the broadcast? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want the game, <laughs> you can get the. Uh, yeah, you can get to, the thing. To be fair, with federal hockey, like that's another story there. If they have to go through, it sounds like another quarantine. That means that they've had now two quarantines. Yeah, they've, uh, had some, guys they've had injury problems with, this year. Yeah, yeah, a couple guys, injury problems, and then also on top of that, they don't enter the year with their starting point guard uh, with ACL problems, and also a pretty good transfer just to be coming off the bench. So right when a couple of these young guys were starting to figure it out a little bit, uh, they're they're hit with a little bit of a block. So it'll be interesting to see how Fedhawk comes out of this other quarantine that it appears that they're in again. Well, I think the one thing that you can take away from this you know, hiatus for the Fedhawk team is that you know you can use this time to get healthy to get all your players back? I mean, it's a two-week quarantine. Yeah, that's so what should. I was just thinking about. Yeah. Hopefully, that can uh, help them because even I think Hunter Smith went down in a game a couple games ago, if I'm not mistaken. Also, so they've been having some issues. I thought one of the Smith brothers got hurt in uh, one of the games you called. You said someone got hurt. Um, so it was Elijah Lucas. Lucas, yeah, Lucas. that's the one. Yeah, Luke, yeah, and then he was out um, most of the Belpre game and yeah. then did not play, but warmed up against Alexander. But they didn't. If you saw the final score, listen to that game. <laughs> didn't really need him to yeah, play either yeah. way. But the, did you the, see Alexander score on Tuesday? By the way, I did who not. The, the against uh, what, what was it? Connerly, but uh, Warren. Warren put up like it was like ninety to twenty-two or something. Ninety-six. It was terrible. Ninety-six to twenty-two. Now if the Spartans were dealing with 
Uh, I don't know what happened to Kyler DiAgostino, but DiAgostino did not play yeah, that and game. Obviously, that's a pig, but jeez, I mean, still. That's a young Alexander team, though. We can't we can't harp on them too much. It's a a lot of sophomores and juniors starting for Alexander. I don't know if they'll be a, a bona fide favorite come next year, but they're going to be much more competitive, especially w- with Coach Skinner at the helm. He's been kind of dealt a really tough hand at the beginning of this year. Um, DiAgostino obviously is by far the best player. He's only a sophomore. Averaging probably upwards 20 points a game. And other guys, you have a really big guy down low that's only a sophomore, I think. So this team will be a lot more competitive. They'll be like Meg's this year, Uh, whereas Meg's was pretty young last year, and then they've come in their own this season. So Alexander, I expect them to be back next year. Yeah, and and Alexander won't stay down for too long. Yeah. You know, and and you get another year at D'Agostino. Uh, and, and what did he have, 30 against the last time out, 30 against uh, Vinton County? <sighs> Probably. Sounds about right. Sounds uh, like something that he would do. But still, I mean, Alexander is reeling a little bit here, but they can get on the right track. Uh, if it's not this year, they can get back on the right track next year. And yeah, that's at this point, you know, that's what you got to look forward to. There's still a lot of games left. You can still turn it around, but it's been yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough patch. And another thing with federal hockey, too, is that they've gone through all these quarantines is that they're – last part of the schedule prior to tournament season, if they do play all their conference games and even throw in a non-conference, they're going to be playing a ton of games. I, I think they had, it was like 20 games in this month alone, and now it doesn't sound like they'll be anywhere near that number. So come February, they're going to be playing so much, you just hope that they don't wear themselves out. And here's the big thing, right? Where do you move these games? Because eventually the postseason will start. So either you are moving these games before the postseason starts or you're going to have to play them if you take an early exit out, right? I'm not sure where, and it's going to be on the athletic directors, uh, not just for Federal, but for all the teams that are dealing with postponements. You know, where do you move these games? It's going to be like football. There's going to be some teams that just don't play as many games as others, and that's where they're going to have to figure that out because, I mean, you're not going to schedule, I mean, like four games a week all throughout February to try to make all those games up. Yeah, we could we could witness well, like like Joey said in football, where we just don't have some conference champions because he, he's right. If you're Fed Hawk, I'm personally maybe maybe three a week towards the end, and then definitely two in the final two weeks. But there's no point in risking what could be a postseason run just based on the fact that you want to get to a conference championship game. I mean, I think it's safe to say if they just only play Trimble twice and win both of those games convincingly, it's pretty much guarantee that everyone's going to look back on this season and even if they don't play everyone twice they'll give them that championship but i think fedhawk has a chance to make a really deep run in the postseason and i'm not saying that conference is in there the the back back window but it's it should not be at the top of the priority for for the lancers and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but i believe you know every team does make it into the postseason it's just where you're seated for basketball basketball's always been that yeah, way. yeah. and basketball yep. it has always been yeah, and home court you'll get home court advantage, um, and until I think like regionals this year too because of COVID and just kind of like football season and the OHSA not wanting right. to have not doing the neutral sites. The so neutral sites instead yeah. of going to the convo, Fat Hawk will play a lot more home games if they can get that one seed. That's great. What? I want to go to Logan and not have cell reception then yeah. this year. That'll be awesome. So the, uh, I mean, they're not doing the convo this year, or they or they are. I wouldn't have. I think they're only doing con. I think they're only so, doing neutral for regional sites. Okay, just so like re- district championship would be at federal hockey, if they get the one seed, it'll be wherever the one seed is, or the, wherever's the highest, or the highest at the seed, end. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly I, like football. Because I also saw something in the news where 
you know, I don't know if Ohio University wants all the high school kids going inside the convocation center because probably they've not. Been doing... You see all the kids who have been back already. <laughs> it's a couple of days, well, and you're dealing with college kids too right now. I mean, they're just moving in, and it's good. You know, it's, it's nice to see the college kids again. I mean, we were driving around in the jambulance earlier today and seeing everybody kind of move in. Um, yeah, take the jambulance for a spin. We got a big event coming up on Monday through the multicultural center uh, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and you can hear that. Uh, broadcasted right here on 970 WATH starting around uh, 11 o'clock, and we'll have more details for you about that later. But, uh, you know, when it comes to driving around, yeah, I mean, you got a lot more kids in, and you don't know, I mean, you can project, you know, what the COVID numbers are going to do. I think I saw the sign in Uptown Athens with the, uh, you know, up on Court Street with like 536 active cases, and I usually drive by that sign just to see how many active cases that they have out there. Um, but I mean, now with all the college students moving back in, could skyrocket. Could <laughs> it's going too? <laughs> I mean, it's that's just how it's gonna go. Uh, yeah, they're moving into dorms and stuff now too, and I think some class are even in person. So yeah, I find it hard to believe that they're gonna bring all these high school kids to a to a college campus to play a basketball tournament. And it's a shame because it's always so special to get to the convo. I mean, you want to play in the convocation center. Every single year. I mean, that's just been a goal. Well, if you're down here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's other locations around, and then you go up to what, Brad, the Shot Scene Center? Um, that's where the, the finals are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the overall dream, but, I mean, you mm-hmm. want to get to the combo and go and still survive through. I mean, who doesn't want to hear their name announced by Lou Horvath? Alexander you know? does every home game. All right, right, but they're they're the special they get the case. privilege. <laughs> they're the special privilege. case. <laughs> Those dang Spartans. <laughs> Listen, I would have loved. I love here. I yeah. would love to hear my name by Heath Clemens too for Athens. Let's not. Oh yeah. There's uh, some wonderful uh, public address announcer voices all throughout Southeast Ohio. I'm a big fan of Trimble. Are you? When it comes Trimble, to, the, to the Trimble, PA. another solid I, uh, one. Is it good? Do you know who you got a name for Trimble? I don't. Don't. I can't. Can't say. Because I, I think it was Lackey who was doing the PA for football. Probably, it's, I, I doubt it's anyone different. I mean, it could be. I mean, Tabor Lackey's, I mean, his dad was doing the PA for uh, for football. But then, for basketball, since Lackey is a wrestler, I don't know if his dad's just going to go to the basketball game to go to the basketball game, you know, and, and to do PA. He could, but I'm not sure. But next time that we send you guys out the Trimble, we'll have to figure out you know, who does it. All right. That'll, Make, that'll be my homework. Yeah, that'll be the homework assignment for the day. Unless uh, you're caller and you're listening into the program and you know who does the PA, phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. Uh, you can call in and answer with that question. Uh, but, again, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. we got to take a short break here on the Sportsman. On the other side, of course, NFL postseason is underway. And for the first time since at least 1995, the Cleveland Browns have advanced. They beat the Steelers. But now they've got the cheese. So talk about it and more as you're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. The always waking up early, letting the dog outside, checking emails while listening to the best podcast before heading to McDonald's for a hearty breakfast meal. 
Like now, you can mix and match the hot and savory sausage gravy and biscuit, crispy bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, or sizzling sausage McMuffin with egg. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. We are the boy band. Your tween made you see. We are the boy band. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five annoying teens. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, for more of the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan, 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Sports fans presented by J.K. Contracting. Got you up until 7 o'clock today. Of course, Connor Mills alongside Joey Medor and Brad Walker. How do you do? Like, right. the, like the famous Skyline dish. What, isn't it th- what dish? Isn't it three-way? Isn't that what they're known for? Dude, I don't know. Who? I'm, I'm, Skyline Chili? You're talking to two people from the East Coast asking me about <laughs> Skyline Chili. What, the, what do you want me to tell you? I just I think that's like their one of their signature discs. Yeah, let's three way, four way, five way. And okay, so what is, what's your point? Is that there's three of us in the studio. <laughs> creative okay. there, Brad. That away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get the creative juices flowing. This, it's not the only thing. I mean, so I, I saw this earlier today, right? And this is pretty creative too. Maybe it's I don't know if it's mean. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, but I, I told Brad about this earlier, so he's this not allowed good. to react. This is, this is good. I like it. But uh, there was a report out there, uh, and this is coming from Kevin Stefanski, the coach of the uh, of the Cleveland Browns. And Stefanski says that players are already messing with him. Case Keenum said he hid something in his office and asked if he could smell it, but he can't because he lost his taste and smell. Jesus. Now, in everything that's, that's going on around the coronavirus, and we know that taste and smell is something that you lose, I mean, this... <laughs> They're football players, right? I mean, they're going to mess with each other, but now they're messing with the coach. And you know, is it in poor taste? I mean, with the pandemic, maybe. Well, it's actually I'm in no sh- taste. I'm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Do we have? The, I, I'm, the, I'm just going to. I'm just going to spin this as I'm glad they are loose going into their game this weekend. And uh, I'll, I'll leave that's it the at point that. that I was going to bring. I'll leave too. it at that. Would you have them any other way though? I mean, you no, can't be no, playing no, tense. I mean, me and Brad's always on Tuesday. What do they got to lose this week, right? I mean, everybody's going to tell them they're going to get their rear ends kicked by the Chiefs. They're 10-point underdogs. Everybody's kind of anointed the Chiefs as the AFC champs since, like, week three. So, I mean, go out there and play loose. Play your, play your best football. I mean, the pressure is not on the Browns in this game. The Browns accomplished what they needed to. Got to the playoffs, won a playoff game. And next year, maybe they can win the division, get a home playoff game, things like that. But right now, I mean, I mean, anything from here for the Browns on, I would say, is just icing on the cake for this season. It, it, I, I really couldn't agree more on that. And it was really cool to see Odell tweet out today. Don't be surprised if they win. I think that was a nice little, not necessarily cocky, but a, a little confident, maybe a little bit of cockiness thrown in there just to let everyone know that, hey, like the Browns aren't going there just to back down, just right. to ride yeah. in glory. And I think they've already, they threw the Steelers win behind after, even after Monday, realistically, and already got locked in for the Chiefs game because, you, you certainly have to be on your A game against the Kansas City Chiefs or else they'll absolutely torment you. It's just going to be interesting to see. I've, I just want to see how the Chiefs are going to start the game. They haven't realistically played in two weeks. 
because um, week 17 they sat pretty much all their starters weren't playing well in the final stretch of the season but uh, they could come out absolutely lighting it on fire throwing up a bunch of points a lot of yards in that first quarter and also they could slow down a little bit so you just don't know and we do have a caller on the line caller you're alive right here on the sports fan hey it's trevor stevens so hey what's going on trevor uh, it's halftime at the basketball game, so they decided to call in. Let's heard you guys were talking the Browns Chiefs game, so I thought I would give my opinion. Yeah, of course. So what do you what do you got on the Browns and the Chiefs? Uh, Mahomes is going to. Mahomes has never lost a playoff game, so that's one point. Uh, I don't False. think the Browns would make it close. <laughs> I think they're one and done. They had a historic year, like last week with all the talk, they finally won a game as an underdog. But I think Kansas City, plus it's going to be in Arrowhead with 16,000. So it's going to be a difficult place to play. Right. As Arrowhead's one of the most toughest places to play in the NFL. And it's going to be a tough road, I mean, no doubt. I mean, again, nobody thought that the Browns are going to be in this position uh, to, to even face the Chiefs. Uh, so, oh, Ryan, and I know you're a Chiefs fan, so you don't want to see them win. But I think that there's a, uh, it's going to be a competitive game. Yes, I would be surprised if the Browns win, but they, if the Browns win, then I will root for them the rest of the way. They, uh, they have never been to the Super Bowl. They're one of like four teams to never make a Super Bowl appearance. And is that also counting when, uh, you know, there was a team before it went to Baltimore? Yeah, I'm not sure. It was yeah. just uh, it was a post I saw, and it just listed the four teams who never been to the Super Bowl, and no. the Browns were on them. Connor, I don't know if you've heard this about Browns history, but the fumble and the drive happened both in the AFC Championship game, the closest the Browns have ever came in the Super Bowl area. Super Bowl era to making it to the Super Bowl. Now, prior to the Super Bowl area, era, the Browns did win six NFL championships under Jim Brown. So, but no Super Bowls, no Super Bowl appearances. That is either. See, I only know the call and the butt fumble. That's uh, okay. Respect. Respect. Oh boy, the butt fumble. <laughs> I knew somebody would get a chuckle out of it. Um, yeah, that was a great Thanksgiving. You know, enjoy some turkey and uh, you know, watch Mark Sanchez run into the backside of his offensive lineman. But yeah, we're past that. It's been a while, um, and you know, now it's the Browns' chance to to go and change the uh, the culture around them. It's, again, a difficult task against the World Series, or the uh, Super Bowl Jesus. champion Kansas City Chiefs. But, Trevor, what's the uh, what's the score right now for the Athens girls game before we let you go? It's the JV game. Is, Vinton County's up 16 to nothing in the JV game. All right. Well, best of luck to the Bulldogs, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yep, see you tomorrow. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, you know, it's Trevor Stevens, Athens Statistician. I'm trying to think of the four teams, and I got three. It'd be Browns, Jags, Texans. I can't think of the fourth one, though, who have never been to a Super Bowl. Bengals? No, they they went to a couple, They lost to the uh, Niners a couple times. No, no, he said never won a Super Bowl. Did he say never win or never been to? Been to. Been to? I mean, you can, also, you can't win one without being to one. So. Well, I, <laughs> uh, it, but there's probably, like, there'd be four, more teams uh, that right, have you got Browns, Lions, Texans, one. and Jags. Browns, okay. Lions, ah, Browns, Lions, Lions, Texans, and Jags. Cleveland Jacksville have both lost three AFC Championship appearances. Detroit's lost one. Houston's never made it past the divisional round. Yeah, I mean, Houston's, Houston's only been a franchise Houston. since 2002. So. 
Houston or Jacksonville? Houston. Ja- Jacksonville's only been since like ninety yeah. in the mid nineties, something yeah. like that. And then Detroit's just yeah, they're baseball up there. Anyway, back back <laughs> uh, you know back to this matchup. It's what scares me is I want to say the Browns can cover because we talked about it's Tuesday. Here we go. The I mean Joey's the, gambling corner. The, the Chiefs haven't covered a spread in eight weeks since like week eight or whatever it is. I mean they don't. I mean. The thing about them is they can just like play like a quarter and a half of good football, and they're all of a sudden they're up 14 on you, and then there's just no coming back. I don't, at times they just seem like they were kind of on cruise control because you know they just knew that they could go in and beat anybody any week. But I mean, the last half of the season they were playing close games every single week. Uh, I mean, they did go on the road and beat Tampa Bay, and also beat uh, New Orleans on the road. So it's tough, but they just they don't seem to cover very often. They've let teams hang around, and they don't lose. That's the thing, but. Uh, you know, I just, I was telling Brad this, I don't know. At some point, I feel like a team can't win every single close game they play in all season. That's why I don't think they're the juggernaut necessarily that people think. I think they're the most talented team, but I do think they can get got in the postseason. Well, here's the question I'll pose to you then. Does or do the Chiefs play up or play down to their talent that they are facing? I think down. I think the best game they played all year was the Ravens, and, and they made that game look easy. So they well they played up against they the play, Ravens. They, they and play, then they, I mean it depends. They on who they're playing. Yeah, so it depends on their opponent to wit. They lost to the Raiders this year. <laughs> exactly, and sometimes it goes to Burnham, right? Because the Raiders were I, I thought they were maybe a fringe playoff team at the beginning. I thought they were good enough to be in the postseason, uh, but a couple losses here or there just hurt their chances. Uh, well, they got Jacobs, which is a nice running back, and I don't know if I'm still sold on Carr or not. I do like Rudin, but. We'll see what he does. I mean, what is he now, in year four or five in his contract? contract, Uh, This next year will be his fourth season, yeah. Yeah. Since he won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, he has been atrocious as a head coach. If you look at his record. And also look at the past. so bad. Not to get off, we don't really care about the Raiders right now, but like, (laughs) I mean, they were like seven and five going into December the last two years and just completely collapsed. Right, right. Which is worrisome, but I give, uh, let's see what happened. Listen, if, if Harbaugh can get another life at Michigan, I think that we can deal with John Gruden uh, trying to figure it out. I'm fine with that, uh, being an AFC fan. Yeah. I'm fine with the Raiders being 7-9 every season. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But anyway, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting back to this, uh, what, what, the main concern about the Browns for me is the Chiefs could come from behind on them. The Browns can't come from behind on the Chiefs. If the Chiefs get up 14 points. I think the Browns might be cooked with just the way that they're going to have to try to win this game because if they get into a shootout, I think they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Well, we'll see what, what the Browns' defense poses. Is The Browns blitz, blitz the second most out of any team in the regular season um, this year. But I think they're not going to blitz as much and play a lot more conservative, especially in that first half. Yeah. If I'm Cleveland, you got to keep them in front of you. Exactly. I'm going to be thrilled if there is zero long balls because that's where the Chiefs, not only are they, they such a great team, they're a team of swagger. They're a team of once they get going, they just get excited. They'll do black backflips into the end zone and everything. So that's where they really uh, uh, get going. But if the Browns can just continuously hold them, make them f- have long drives, incorporate their run game, and not get beat deep a bunch like the Chiefs tend to do throughout games, I think that could be proved to be vital, especially if Mahomes is just sitting in the pocket for too long and the Browns are playing soft coverage and somehow get a couple of sacks in there and to change the game. That would be absolutely vital for the Browns coming up on Sunday. So it's going to be how well the defense can slow down the Chiefs. Not necessarily 
they're going to stop the Chiefs on offense because I don't think anyone can do that. But if the Browns can somewhat slow down the Chiefs, especially at the start, that's what's going to be crucial about this game in m- most playoff games is the start. The Chiefs are a great second-half team. They can come from behind or whatever. But if the Browns get up two, three possessions early on and hold that into, let's say, halftime, I got to say, you got to be feeling pretty good if you're the Cleveland Browns. It's got, it's gonna, they're going to have to play. Obviously, you, you want to stop on a team's throat, but when it's a little different in a playoff game because when you get ahead, it's all about controlling the ball and playing a field position game from there on out. So they can strike early, get the running game going with Chubb, hit some play action passes, get up 10, 14 points, and then try to get into playing that field position, you know, uh, time management type of game because. As cliche as it may sound, but the, the only way you're going to beat this Chiefs team is if you dominate the time of possession and keep Mahomes off the field. Because, I mean, if you lose a time of possession by the Chiefs, they're going to score 40 points. That's just that's just how good they are on offense. And here's and you guys talked about it a little bit too. I mean, you got to start out early if you're the Browns, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying that you have to hope that the Kansas City Chiefs center snaps the ball over the head <laughs> of Mahomes and you go into Take the end it. zone and get a how touchdown. About, I mean, but that <laughs> they is, all count the same. That is probably not going to happen. If it happens and you bet on it, congratulations. I mean, that if that happens within 14 seconds, I don't know, i give you like a dollar or something. I'm not going to go huge. Uh, but if, if that happens and you wait, put wait, a bet on wait, it, you can prove wait. it. You're going to give the Browns fans each a dollar. No, 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 no. Not if... the Browns fans. I'm somebody who proves that they bet on that happening. <laughs> okay. Well, if they bet on that happening, they don't need your yeah, dollar. They They're going to the be dollar. cashing I'm out just fine. More. <laughs> probably put a dollar down and make right. 300 out of it back. Yeah. See, I, I'm not making it a lucrative deal here. I'd just be surprised that it happened twice. I mean, or what, yeah, what's that obviously. thing that's, uh, what, what is it on TikTok that they have, uh, you know, it's, it was like a Phineas and Ferb reference. And uh, you know, they were talking about something. If I had a nickel for every time that would happen, I'd have two nickels. It'd be weird that it happened twice or something like that. This reference just—it started, then just and went straight it. into the. Oh, yeah, it was close. It was close. Look, Connor, gotta... don't try to reference something you don't use. Yeah, That's TikTok can—that's Juju Smith-Schuster. That's not the way you win in the NFL. Yeah, and we'll talk about that coming up because we got to take another quick break here. Uh, but, Browns again, Steelers don't like the Browns. Browns don't like the Steelers. They've been firing back and forth. Uh, really, it seems like all week long since, even before uh, the and playoff game. It's in the rearview mirror. It is, but there's, out of the way. there's still Bring some chatter. Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster yeah, well, are still going back and forth. They have nothing else to look forward to except watch playoff football that they are not in. But we'll, we'll talk about it after this. This is the Sportsman <laughs> at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. Live and local, the sports fan. On 970 WATH. Sports fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills Mike with Medor and Walker. Might as well go last names, right? 
Try something else. 41 degrees, Whoa. partly cloudy outside, southeast Ohio. A nice, uh, nice little it's been rejoin. A nice day. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, a pretty nice day. And, I mean, Joey, you got to see a little bit of Athens today. We were driving around, Jambulance. I did. Might have even saw it was us. quite the experience. Yeah. I mean, Brad, have you driven in the Jambulance yet? I haven't. Right. I've asked many times to be picked up and driven around <laughs> the Jambulance. And Connor tells me no every well, single I, time. So you I guess I will just... You missed your shot today. I'll I will go drive through, around in my Chevy Malibu. I will go through my texts, and I will see... <laughs> When you reference, it's all verbal. It's all verbal. You do have I'm, that much time on your if, hands. If it's yeah, all verbal, and I don't like a uh, trail. I still can't believe I'm not calling a game tomorrow. Like, I, I had thought that I maybe I didn't. I thought it was put into the group chat because we have a group chat between you, me, yeah, and do. Troy. Uh, the three of us and Troy, and he he put out there and said, "Hey, game is canceled on on Friday for game when of the did week." He, Wait, he said that. He said that at uh, sometime on Friday, I think. Friday, today. Oh, no, uh, what are no, you talking about? No, that's uh, Monday. He sent that out early this week. And uh, we got another caller on the line right now. And I uh, got a little bit of feedback. Uh, yeah, how you Turn down the radio a little bit. Good, how are you? How you doing? Is Connor there or what? I'm right here. How are you? Hi, Connor. It's Karen. How you doing? Hi, Karen. You're on the sports fan. Oh, really? Yeah, I like the Cleveland Browns. So. Yes. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. Huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's Connor along with Joey and and Brad are all here, but well, we got a Browns fan in the back. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you hang in there. I talked to you back a year ago when the pandemic first started, and we're still wearing our masks. Yeah, yeah. Crazy times, but hey, we've made it a year, right? There you go. We made it a year, and we've got another year and more to go. There you go. We're gonna make it. Remember that. We will. Yeah, and um, you take care, and uh, it's good talking to you. Yep, good talking to you, too. Thanks for calling in to the sports fan. Yeah, you're very welcome. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. That's always a nice call, having her uh, call in, and it's good to hear from her again. Yeah, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, and you know what a crazy year because it was, you know, back in March that everything was starting to shut down, and then after that, you know, Browns are in the uh, in the postseason. It's been a crazy, crazy, uh, crazy year. But of course, the the year the Browns finally make it and win the playoffs, they can't celebrate. That, that was funny to hear Collinsworth say after the game. Sure, the the streets of Cleveland are crazy. I'd love to see like a pan to Cleveland, seeing nobody in the street. Well, I'm, well, did you see Alabama's some. campus after Monday? Well, the yeah. South, though, that's just yeah, a whole different right. story. The South is they they don't know what. They're not in a pandemic down there. They're in their own world. <laughs> well, uh, but hey, I mean, go for them, I guess. Well, I've been telling people this. How are they got the Super Bowl in down in Tampa? I mean, like, I've been, well, they, they had the national championship they game. Don't, in they don't Miami. have masks, like, or anything. They had the like national that. championship game. Yeah, but in Miami. like, but like the Super Bowl week, like, that's a whole thing. Like, they have like they have like a whole strip on downtown. The players go and have media availability and all that. Well, stuff. I don't think there's no way that. they're going to be they're able to do all do that. Any of that. They haven't done like that all season, Joey. It's right. been all virtual, even this week still. Like you can't go to the Browns facility and interview anybody in person. No kidding. Then but like I don't understand. That's how they always do the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. It's a whole but, week. It's a week. But I don't know if thing. you noticed, but over recent events over the last year or so, things don't go the way they normally do anymore. Sorry, don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I know he's trying to be funny and like he got nothing there. But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, how are you gonna play a game down in Tampa when like how are you gonna keep everybody? 
away from. Well, they played the national. No cha they played the national championship game, in Miami. Okay. I'm just saying, like, are they doing it where they're flying down just like that weekend, or are they doing? I would, I would think so. I don't know how Ohio State and Alabama did. Well, Alabama it didn't matter. They could have. Who cares? Took the bus over. But <laughs> All right, so I do want to break in here and give you some breaking news here. Oh. Uh, former Ohio State head coach is now the current Jacksonville Jaguar head coach, That's Urban Meyer. What? Urban Meyer makes hey a tweet out from Adam Scheffner, but Scheffner reports that Urban Meyer is now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I heard Mike Lombardi earlier. Uh, he does a podcast with Pat McAfee about gambling and stuff, and he said, uh, we, you know, they had like the shot of Meyer getting on the plane to fly down to Jacksonville, and he said like, when a coach is getting on a plane, that means a deal's done. It's just he's going down there to sign the paperwork. But Shefty making it official there, and wow, that's uh, that's interesting. You you wonder, you wonder. I mean, I'm sure the the great contract about to get them pay will, uh, but it's just interesting how, I mean, if health issues ran them out of Ohio State where they won consistently, health issues ran them out of Florida too, and there is clearly <laughs> nothing wrong with either of those programs just, ever exactly it's just like if Very health issues the real is the real thing uh how the heck is coaching the jacksonville jaguars going to be good for his health all right so here I'll, I'll read the statement from shad khan the owner of the jacksonville jaguars he released this along with the announcement of urban meyer as the head coach uh he says and quote this is a great day for jacksonville and the jaguar fans everywhere urban meyer who we want and need a leader winner and champion who demands excellent and produces results. While Urban already enjoys a legacy in the game of football that few will ever match, his passion for the opportunity in front of him here in Jacksonville is powerful and unmistakable. He is proud to name Urban Meyer the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, that's a statement out from Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars. A lot of people were saying Jacksonville is like one of the hot commodity jobs in the, the offseason this year because they got the first pick, they got 11 draft picks overall, and they got a ton of cap space. And, uh, and the so, owner is very hands-on and right, one of the right, most right. loved owners in the NFL. Yeah, so that's that's going to be uh, – we'll see how he does. You know, we've seen some of the great college coaches like Saban and uh, Sarkeesian coach with uh, with the Falcons for a little bit and other guys. Uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes Link not Kiffin so much. I mean, right? I mean, Matt Rule, like, uh, they seem to like him down in Carolina right now. Of mm -hmm. course, he came from Baylor. So we'll see how, uh, how Urban does to take a crack at it. I mean, you got to think if he goes down there and has some success – being a multiple-time national championship winner at multiple programs and then having NFL success, I mean, he's going to put his name in the conversation being maybe one of the greatest coaches ever if uh, he can kind of turn that thing around down there in Florida. Well, the really awesome thing for Urban is he's going to start with his own quarterback yeah. and Trevor Lawrence, a guy that's I think is going to be talented no matter what system he really gets himself into unless, obviously, like offensive line is absolutely atrocious. But he's going to go in with a really great quarterback that he can develop and if I'm Ohio State fans, I'm a little frustrated. i got to be honest here. If I were an Ohio State fan, because Urban just left the program a couple of years ago saying, as Joey said, health issues. He's always a big, wants to be around his family. Obviously, he, his family had him sign a contract before he accepted <laughs> the job with Ohio State because he'd left Florida for health issues. So, it, it, Joey just said it, too. I don't understand how coaching an NFL franchise that's absolutely horrendous. They went 1-15. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I get tested four times a week, and I've been negative every single time. So, for any of those people, anyway, out there, they went one in fifteen this year. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I understand how that's gonna how health issues have been the problem his entire career when he's been at dominant college programs. Now, maybe 
the the health issues are caused of stress maybe from like boosters or people like that wanting to see certain things and you're not really going to have that in the NFL um but maybe he is fully recovered he's on some sort of program that he's fine but I don't know it, it makes me think that maybe it wasn't health issues that were the problem with Ohio, the reason well, leaving Brad, that's Ohio a whole State. other conversation I know <laughs> I know it is but that's what I'm saying that's why I'm frustrated if I'm an Ohio State fan you're leaving a program which you're going to have success you're going to win probably more national championships well, you you basically do what you want you're the you're the head coach. I mean, it's still his team at Ohio State right now. I mean, he was yeah, coaching really the team is. two years yeah. ago. But. I know, and you leave because of health issues, but you want to accept a job in the NFL that is guaranteed to be way more stressful than um, the, in college. And here's my thing, right? You're really going to be frustrated at the guy, a coach who got you a national championship title? I mean, we got a caller. We'll get to the caller right now. Uh, but just think about that. And uh, call your live right here on the sports yeah. fan. Yeah, I know that... Uh, they said he was going to Jackson down there. Okay. He would be at Ohio State yet, right today, if it hadn't been for that Courtney Smith down there in Florida. I mean, it was horrible. All the abuse she took, and it was covered up and um, swept under the carpeting and all that. Right. And uh, that's, that's exactly how I look at it. And, yeah, it probably caused him a lot of pain and grief because I know he had to wipe a lot of stuff off of his cell phone. Don't tell me any. Uh, ever since then, I thought, uh, I'm not a fan of Ohio State. Thank you, and have a good day. Yeah, I'm with you. That's exactly what I was going to say. I just, you know, somebody else uh, did it for me there. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I did. That's why I've been saying, quote, unquote, health problems. I know. Yeah, with it's, that whole situation, I was as soon as it happened, they announced this would be as I was like, I, I, I there has to be more to that story. And they, I, what I really think happened is kind of, we'll never figure it out. But I think they told him, look, pal, you can have your last little run here, but uh, you're done after this year. And uh, that's kind of yeah, because if Ohio State, it, he might have stayed if Ohio State hadn't already had all of those um, issues with Jim Tressel, Terrell Pryor, and all of those guys about what was that five, maybe ten years prior. Yeah. So they didn't want to go through all that again and possibly lose all the money going to bowl games. Once again, it all comes down to money, right? They would have lost so much money if they can't go to a bowl game. You lose out on a ton of recruiting. So and it's also weird just how like how involved they've kind of kept him these past couple of years. Like, I mean, yeah, him and Ryan Day are like, coaching, right. uh, teaching classes. Yeah, him and Ryan Day are supposedly like best friends and talk all the time and stuff like that. So uh, He's usually an analyst for Fox and yet it deliberately tweets how good does it feel to win and all that. Which, yeah, which yeah. I because he knows it's his of, team. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of okay with that, especially a guy like Joe Thomas and the Browns. He'll do that all the time, but still, I mean. It's a little suspicious, especially you still work for the university, claim to be an analyst on a major news program, and then you go ahead and take this job in Jacksonville where in the NFL you can you can do no wrong. You can so uh, like I said, I would be frustrated if I'm an Ohio State fan. And Connor, to your point about he got him a national championship, but at what cost? Jim Tressel got Ohio State a national championship too, but he is absolutely banned from that campus. He got him there a few times. Yeah. So he got well he yeah, and he won one. So yeah. I think Jim Tressel, also what did he do? He didn't go try to coach at another place. He realized, you know what, coaching, I'm done with all of it. Yep. And he's the dean at Youngstown State. So he's affecting people's lives in other ways. And I'm not saying Urban isn't, but now he's the head coach of the Jaguars when he's claimed he's had health problems. And now he's left two jobs, two premier jobs because of, quote, unquote, health problems. Right. I, mean I don't understand. And the Florida job, I mean, Florida hasn't been good for, I mean, uh, how, how long? Nowhere near as good as since he left. Right, yeah. yeah.
at, at least Ohio State is still good. I mean, I know some people are either Ohio State fans or you're not Ohio State fans, but still. Because I mean, he, ha- he brought in a bunch of good recruiting Justin guys. Fields right. was Urban Meyer's quarterback, yeah. by the way. I'm just uh, throwing that out there. Sermon was Ryan Day's, and, though. So yeah. I think Ryan Day is, is still a good coach. Yeah. I don't want right. to hate not on Ryan on Day, but I'm just saying I'm frustrated if I'm an Ohio State fan that your coach of two years ago left for health problems but can go ahead and coach in the NFL. And hey, we got we got one more break to take, but there's one question that I want to pose to both of you guys. And, and I was talking to somebody, and, of course, callers can call in at 740-592-6646, 740-592-6646. But I was talking to somebody who, who lives in the area earlier on today, and, I mean, we were both wondering what would the reaction be to Urban Meyer getting hired by Jacksonville, right? I mean, we just heard the one caller, and, and uh, she expressed you know, her thoughts about it. And I'd yeah. like to hear, you know, what other people think here in Southeast Ohio. Because there is, you know, of course, the Ohio State connection uh, with Joe Burrow going to Ohio State, and he didn't play. Uh, and then he goes to LSU and becomes, a, you know, the star that he was. Um, but I, I want to know. I mean, what is the reaction to Urban Meyer uh, getting hired by Jacksonville down here in Southeast Ohio? And our phone lines are open, and we'll take a short break, get to those calls and more right after this. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. The Athens City Commission on Disabilities is calling all artists in the greater Athens community to submit designs for a new Athena Award. The award is presented each year to recognize those who provide outstanding service on behalf of persons with disabilities. The commission will accept designs now through January 31st, 2021 to the Mayor's Office, 8 East Washington Street. A panel from our art community will review submissions and choose a design. The selected artist will be announced soon after and will receive a stipend of $1,800 for the design and produce six physical awards, the first to be presented November 2021. For details on the awards, vision, and requirements, email Disabilities Commission at ci.athens.oh.us. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back inside Sports Fan on the 97s of WATH. And we were talking all off air about this move right here, right? And again, if you're just tuning into The Sports Fan, Urban Meyer named as a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we spent most of the time talking about you know, Ohio State and his connection there and why he left. Um, We had a couple callers in. If you want to call in, uh, feel free to express whatever you're feeling about this hire now. Um, But 740-592-6646 is the number to dial in right here to the sports fan. As, again, we've got about seven minutes to go 
until. And then uh, one quick note as a programming note, we got the Blue Jackets on for the first time since, I don't know, like July of, uh, of this year. But the Blue Jackets make their return on the airwaves. Oh, is the uh, NHL tonight. start tonight? Yeah, it started yesterday. For, it started yesterday, but, yeah, you, you get the Blue Jackets on tonight at 7.30 here. Sweet. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, Urban Meyer, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we got some mixed reactions here. To look past the Ohio State thing and try to figure out if he's actually going to be a good NFL coach, uh, it's so weird because I feel like the coaching, the, the kind of guy you got to be to be a college coach versus an NFL coach is so much different, right? Because as NFL or as a college coach, you're still more of like, uh, you know, like the the, the – the high school football coach, he's a teacher, right? He always sees everything and knows mm-hmm. everything that's going on. You can control when your players eat, when they can talk and when they can't, like before games. You can control what classes they take. You're, you have control over everything they do. And NFLs are grown guys making money to do the thing. Like if you're, if, you know, like in a college game, you guys would be taking the bus up to Michigan if you're Ohio State and saying, guys, we're not talking. If you say that to an NFL team, they'd be like, hey, coach, how about you put your headphones on and go back up there? <laughs> we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. So, like... And that's why most it, it, it turns out that it doesn't work. But you eye in a guy on like Pete Carroll and why he's so successful is because he's a very players first head coach. Mm-hmm. That's how he was at USC. That's why USC came down all those sanctions and everything, because he was like, just do whatever. <laughs> and he brought that same mentality to the NFL. And obviously yeah. those guys can get away with it because you can get paid with scholarships and everything. I mean, there's been points where fights have broken out in lo- the locker room and on the sideline for the Seahawks. Now, granted, they haven't been uh, back to the Super Bowl in a couple of years, but still, that's a very successful franchise. And Carroll is now known as one of the one of the greatest coaches, whether it's on the college level or in the NFL. Yeah, just because of his style of coaching. And Joey's right. These sometimes these college coaches come in and they say hustle till even beyond the whistle and all that. And NFL guys, you looking at an 11 year vet that has has played on nothing but losing teams and is. Just absolutely tired of having these new coaches yell at him. He's going to look at him and say, dude, no. Like, it's like I, coach, am, I am getting paid. I have a family at home I have to provide. I get hurt. It's like, there's just no way. Just because you got a tight rear end doesn't mean I have to. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's just a different way of coaching. Like I said, you can control basically the kid's whole life at a college program. They're still growing young men, but when it comes to being a pro coach, you got to be more of a, like, you got to be able to connect with people more, I think, when you're coaching at the NFL level. Yeah. Outside of outside of that, too, it also can come down to scheme as well. Uh, a, a good example of that is Chip Kelly at or or at um, Philadelphia and in San Francisco. Now, granted, he implemented some programs off the football field when it comes to kind of players' health and everything that yeah. has has had some advancements in the NFL. But his scheme was was kind of fairly easy to figure out, and yeah. most teams did you easily figure that out. So it's going to be interesting to see how Urban takes his kind of spread offense and brings that into the NFL, which a lot of the NFL teams do rotate out of the shotgun mostly, but it's not necessarily a spread offense, so to say. You're still going to have good running backs and everything like that. So we'll see how his scheme, maybe that's why he hasn't. He, he left Ohio State too, is that he wanted to coach in the NFL and had mm-hmm. to take a long time to change up a scheme. Just I, a thought, maybe. I'm Personally, I don't think that's why. But I will... I'll be interested to see how hands-on he is with the offense because uh, yeah. I, I saw some reports that uh, uh, before they made it official that I think the report was he wasn't going to be the, the play caller for whatever if he ever went to an NFL team. So we'll see uh, who he hires at, at, uh, for offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know how you know, well, well uh, you know, linked he is with guys in the NFL as opposed to college. Maybe we'll get a new young college mind in there. Cliff King's very type, try to run that kind of offense. We'll see. But I'll be interested to see how much of his, uh, you know, imprint is left on that offense. Right. And, you know, when you were talking about schemes, right, 
I think a coach at the collegiate level that would be pretty good in the NFL, I, th I think it would be Coach uh, Ed Orgeron because he puts the right guys in place to coach, right? Because he had to swallow his pride a little bit. He was a run-first guy, and he got Joe Brady to go there. And Brady put in this kind of passing offense. Everything kind of opened up. So was just, that Joe Brady or Ed Orgeron? It's Ed Orgeron because he put the right guy in place. As a head coach, you got to put the right people in place with your coaching staff. And I think he did. So even if he's well, hands-on that, or hands-off. That's what can make a really good college coach is, I mean, you look at guys, a guy like Nick Saban, who has brought guys like Lane Kiffin, uh, well, um, the yeah, Tennessee head coach, and then revamped their Sorry, coaching Casey careers. Mike Locksley, that they've been able I mean. to now go back into the college as a head coach. So although I do think Coach O is a really good coach, I don't think his philosophy would be able to last in the NFL because you look at that LSU offense, it was absolutely really nothing. This should be interesting to how they fare um, in 2021. But I don't think a guy like Coach Ed Orgeron is, is going to be a guy that you would want in the NFL yeah, because was, well, he's, he's another philosophy guy. He is a guy that, that w wants to fire up, wants, wants you to play your best and go beyond the whistle, so to say, and that's just really not going to work in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I, I think yeah, that was an interesting pull there, Connor. I don't like that. Well, was, it was uh, interesting. Interesting. I like that you brought it up. It's interesting. <laughs> Opposed to a Chip Kelly, which you knew what the scheme was, what Kelly was bringing to the program. I mean, they, uh, you it don't was know. brand new. It was brand new, though. No one had really seen that style. They made the playoffs their first year. And, and Oregon sure. was dominating teams so much. And then, yeah, like Joey said, they made the playoffs yeah. in, in their first year. So that was to the point that it was it was inventive. Nothing Coach Orgeron has done has been has been brand new. Um, and, and patent pending. Right. But I'm just saying, so Joe Brady certainly has, and that's why he is already at the NFL level. All right. I mean, but he put him in the right position to coach. He gave well, him Brady's all gone this year. The offense stunk. So, and that, so that might be the case, but you know what he did this year? Well, Pelini's gone. Other people are gone. You know, he's changing up again, trying okay. to get the right people in place. Yeah. Either way, the staff is huge. The staff is. I mean, important. Joe Brady's getting freaking head coaching looks in the NFL. I think uh, we'll see he, where he goes. I think he had more of a blueprint on that than Coach O did. We'll see, but he put him in the right place to succeed. Anyway, it's been the Sportsman right here on the 97th of WATH. Thanks to Brad Walker and Joe Medor. This is Connor Mills signing off. Columbus Blue Jackets coming your way at 7:30. This is the Sportsman. In our 70th.